Hey, what's up? Thank you for tuning in to Real Talk with Miss J, where I keep it real, relevant, and raw. Okay? So, this is all about keeping it real, faith, and film, and also topics pertaining to girls and women. And today, I'm going to be talking about fake friends. Fake friends. All right? So, tune in, and I'll be right back. So we're back, y'all. We're going to be talking about this real topic. I'm Miss J. I'm your host, and this is Real Talk with Miss J. I talk about everything pertaining to relevant, that's real, and that's raw. Okay. So what we're going to be talking about is fake friends. Hey, y'all remember that song called Friends? <laughs> How many do what? How many do you need them or something like that? I can't remember. <laughs> I go, but I remember the song. Okay, so uh, you know we got Friends, the TV show that was a hit TV show from 1994 to 2004. Um, you also we also had Living Single, which was about a, a group of friends. Um, you also, we had girlfriends. Okay. I'm just thinking about all the shows that were just based on friends. You have shows that are based on friends. You have shows that are based on family. So we're talking about friends, F R I E N D S. And oh my gosh, having been a friend when you're a child was so much easier and fun. You didn't have, you dealt with drama, like, but the drama was like, okay, you stole my piece of candy or something like that. Or y'all were playing tag and somebody hit one or the other too hard and y'all got into it. Okay. It was stuff like that. And as time move on, you start to develop more intimate, meaningful relationships. And the older you get, you're supposed to know how to bond with people and keep friends around. But just like you have real friends who listen to you, talk to you about any and everything, um, who hold you accountable and all of that good stuff, you also have fake friends. Now, we talk about the red signs of guys, you know, that come into our lives and everything, who wear facade, who sweet talk us and do all these things to deceive us. And we don't talk much about fake friends. Now, growing up, my mom used to always talk to me about, you know, being careful with friend, different friends. You know, she always would tell me, you know, you got to be careful with friends. And, you know, I've been warned so many times throughout my life about fake friends. And I believe that because I have an anointing on my life, you kind of attract different types of people with different motives, okay? So um, the Bible, I'm going to talk about what the Bible says about friends. It says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. That is 1 Corinthians 15 and 33. That is in the English Standard Version. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. 
And the way that I remember that verse from the King James Version, and I may or may not be quoting it verbatim, but my mom used to quote this scripture all the time. I'm telling you guys, my mom would drill the word of God within me so much that I started to memorize verses. So um, do not be deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Um, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Um, Better is open rebuke than hidden love. And this is all found in Proverbs. um, Proverbs 27, chapter 27. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Proverbs 17 and 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Um, Here's another scripture in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 18 and 24. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Um, And God, he calls us his friends. He called Abraham, his friend. And that is something uh, very unique because throughout the Bible, I don't recall God calling anyone else his friend. When I look at Moses, I look at um, Isaiah and Ezekiel and all of these other people in the Bible, Joseph, Esther, and just on and on. He called Abraham his friend. And that that is something I want to be with God. I want to be God's friend. I want him to, to be able to say, hey, I'm your friend. So Proverbs 16 and 28, a dishonest man spread strife and a whisperer separates close friends. So why do women, men do too, but I see more women arguing getting into it, falling out. Why do women have a hard, the hardest time maintaining relationships? And I think we are more emotional because of our emotional makeup. Um, we have a harder time of maintaining friendships. We are good communicators for the most part. Now, that is a general statement. That is not to say that every single woman is a good communicator because we know that there are women and lots of them who do not practice good communication skills. They give you the silent treatment. They don't express themselves well. If they do express themselves well, um, express themselves, they are yelling, screaming, cussing, doing all types of things. And so um, women communicate, okay? They are not like men who would just ghost you most of the time. They're going to tell you what, what's on their mind, their hearts, and then they may ghost you. <laughs> but for the most part, I don't think communication, uh, I think communication will be one of the things. Um, also, um, I think it's just the nature. It's, it's 
things about women and nature of women that keep us um, not not having good relationships with other women. And I think the same issues that present themselves in our female relationships are present in our male-female relationships. We are not <laughs> we are not communicating well even with our babe, you know. We're not communicating well at all. And we're doing the same things, you know. Sometimes we can have uncontrollable emotions and we can be up one day and down the next. And can't nobody can't nobody um, be in a relationship with somebody that's up and down, up and down on the roller coaster ride. Nobody's going to ride the roller coaster with you because it's not fun. Um, I think that lack of maturity, um, lack of um, understanding, misunderstanding. Um, there are a lot of misunderstandings. Um that come into play when it comes to falling out with people. Um, people just don't have as much long suffering as they used to. I mean, look at the, the, the divorce rate. People are not long suffering. And that's part of love being long suffering. Now I know some things you do not absolutely, you do not put up with when it comes to relationships, but I think for the most part, we lack long suffering. Uh, and that is something that the Bible says that we're supposed to have. That is a fruit of the spirit. And essentially, in order to maintain relationships anywhere you go, whether it's professionally or at church or in your family, your home, uh, with your home girls, you're going to have to have the fruit of the spirit or else <laughs> things are not going to be good. Things are not going to be good, okay? So um, one of the things that we have to do is have, speaking of fruit of, uh, fruit of the Spirit, we have to have discernment, okay? Um, discernment is so key um, to, it's, it's so important to know who, who are the people in our lives. What is their assignment? What is their assignment for, you know, why are you in my life? And that should be for everybody. So you should write down everyone's name who who is in your life and pray that God reveal to you why is that person in my life? What is their motivation? What why are you in my life? You know, people may say they love you. People may flatter you with their words, with their tongue. And you have to be careful with that. I'm, I'm going into my the other part of my message. But we have to ask ourselves, Lord, what is their assignment? Lord, give me discernment. Strengthen my discernment. Show me. And a lot of times what the enemy will do is he will send people that are not good for your life. He will send them right when you or in a an emotional meltdown, so to speak, your maybe something tragic happened in your life, or you're going through a major transition or change. He will start sending people in your way to distract you and to dismantle you, to stop you from reaching your goal and your destiny. Some friends are sent on a somebody enemy to crush you, to crush your spirit. Some of them are 
sent to stab you in the back. They're not called, they're not in your life to cover you, to cover your wounds and your, your nakedness. And what I mean by nakedness is your vulnerabilities. They want to expose your vulnerabilities. They want to expose those wounds and poke fun of them. They, they, they're not in your life because they want to heal you and help you and take you to your next level, your next dimension in God and in life. But they're there to chastise you, to poke fun of you, to mock you, to mock the God you serve. They are in your life to gossip you, to slander your name, to uh, send false accusations in your life. Also, with the rise of all this witchcraft stuff, some people are sending your life to practice witchcraft against you. People, it is very important that we use the gifts of the Spirit, that we do not allow ourselves to walk away from God or to miss out on prayer. Miss out on studying the word of God because that is how our ears, we get keen in the spirit. Our hearing is keen because God will put on your, in your spirit, uh-uh, don't come, don't, don't fool with her. And you'll be wondering, what well, Lord, she's kind of nice. Why am I feeling uneasy around this person? Why do I not feel a connection, feel like I should bond with this person? Because on the surface, they seem like a nice person. They're smiling in my face. They're they're um, there for me. They listen to my problems and all that good stuff. They seem like the perfect friends. So why am I feeling uneasy around them? And that is a that is something that we need to pay attention to. We need to be aware of what we're feeling. And I'm not talking about emotionally, but in the spirit, we have to be in tune with the spirit, what the spirit says, what the those those things on the inside, in the pit of your gut. What is God saying? What is God saying to me? What kind of feeling do I feel when I'm around this person? Is it uneasy? Do I do I lose my key? Is there confusion? Is there strife? What is it going on? The Bible says, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. That's Matthew chapter 5, verses 29 through 30. So some people, you know, their motives is to sift you as wheat, cause you to lose the anointing. But it's not them, it's Satan utilizing them as a weapon against you, utilizing them to strip you of the, the oil that you worked so hard through prayer and fasting to obtain, through studying the word of God, through crucibles in, in life. They sent on assignment to sabotage you in your destiny, in your relationship with God. But we have to, in, in 1 John, it says, 1 John and Four and one. It says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Many people have come to you, but they're not necessarily from God. 
That's why the Bible said, test the spirits. Test the spirits to see if they're from God. Go to God, present that person before God before entering into a covenant relationship with him. David and his buddy Jonathan. David and Jonathan, I will go into, into that later on, but they were connected. They were connected by God to the covenant friends. And Jonathan watched out for David. He loved him with all his heart. It was a godly friendship. They were destiny partners. David was trying to reach his destiny. He was not yet reigning as the king, but Jonathan helped him in that time when he needed it most, when he was being pursued by Saul, King Saul, Jonathan's father. He was being pursued, but God gave David favor with Jonathan. And some of your friends, some of your friends have a Saul spirit. They know that you're about to be elevated. They know that you're called by God. They see the anointing, the glory of God on your life. And they're sending bad against you. They're aiming to destroy your life, to destroy you because of jealousy and envy. I did not know that people were jealous of me. I did not know that there were all, all I, for so long, I thought that people liked me. I knew there were some haters here and there, but not to the extent that I've experienced in a particular season. And God had to reveal that to me. And, you know, I'm going to go into the word and I'm going to also go into the five signs of fake friends. But right now I'm going to go ahead and take a break. And when I come back, we're going to be talking about the signs of fake friends. I'm back, you guys. Thank you for staying throughout the podcast. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about the signs of fake friends. And sometime down the road, we're going to talk about identifying real friends. But for right now, I think we need to talk more about the fake friends. Because so many of us fall into that trap. We sometimes don't discern or recognize when a fake friend is in our midst. And so we want to believe the best for people. Um, I know all of us pretty much want to believe the best, believe that this person is honest and truthful and they're being real and everything. But we have to trust God. You know, the first time he says no, no, you know, you feel that unction in the spirit that this person is not right. We got to go with God. We got to go with the, what, what, whatever God tells us. You know, we cannot just go based on appearance. Judge not based on appearance. Her hair laid and stuff. And, you know, she looks successful. She looks like a Christian girl. She looks like a Christian lady and all this stuff. She's talking about God. But how's her character? How's her life? You know, is she 
truly um, a servant of God, how is our heart? And some people say this quote, oh, God knows my heart. Well, God can also reveal your heart to people as well. Come on now. We got to ask God to show or reveal this person's heart to me. And this this is not only for friendships, as we know, we know that, you know, this applies for dating relationships, but we, we're here to talk about friendships. How can we expect to date for a mate when we can barely choose the right friends? We surround ourselves with people who are no good for us, and we hang on to them when we know they're no good for us. And some people you cannot give chances to when God is saying, cut them off. And you don't have to be angry in the sense of hating them. No, you don't have to hate them. You send them on their merry way. Dust the dust, take shake the dust off your feet and keep it moving. Because we don't have time. We're talking about our destiny. We're talking about our lives. We're talking about living in God for God. We're talking about doing what God has called us to do and being who God called us to be. And we don't have any time for any foolishness. Okay? So, one of the things that I can say is about fake friends, like they always say, if they're going to talk about you, if they're talking about everybody else, they're talking about you too. And that's true. If they are free to talk about everybody else, if they come into your presence talking about Mary Lou and them, pretty soon you're going to be their topic. Trust me. They are gossipers, busybody, in other people's business. That's fake. They're fake with other people, they're fake with you. They're not real. They're wearing a mask, a facade. They talk about you, with you. And what I mean by that is they make sly remarks. They may say, oh, girl, I can't stand it when people wear black all the time. And you wear black all the time. <laughs> but you may not catch that little sly remark at first. You may not catch that rude remark at first. And then later on, God may reveal to you, you know what? They were talking about you. You wear black all the time. And you'd be like, Lord, you know what? You show sure enough right because I do wear black all the time. I didn't even catch that, Lord. And, you know, sometimes it'd be in our faces. You know, I have had people say stuff about me to me, but they weren't direct. And see, that's a coward too, but that's also, um, what you call it, um, I can't remember the name of the word, but we used to use it all the time when I worked in behavioral health. It's kind of, it's kind of like, uh, you're being, um, you're, you're most definitely being two-faced. You're not being real because you can't be direct and say, hey, you don't like something about somebody. And my mama used to always say, if you don't got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. So what? You don't like what somebody has, have on and what they, how they look and their way of dressing. So what? What they got to do with you? 
You want to buy the woman a new wardrobe? So if we got to cut all this craziness out, it's crazy, you know, that people who call themselves believers, people who call themselves child of God, speaking in tongues at every conference, got every book, got their name on the church row, you know, doing all these things, thinking they crossing their teeth and dotting their eyes in the eyes of God, but God sees that nasty, filthy mouth and that dirty heart. And he sees that messy lifestyle. And it's not pleasing to him for people to come to people. You come to people as a friend, but on the inside, you're an enemy. You're an enemy. You're a liar and a deceiver. And God sees your heart. Sneaky and cunning. They're sneaky and cunning. They are sneaking, cunning. Oh my gosh. They're always scheming. They're going back and forth behind your back, talking to other people. People that are your enemies, even sometimes pretending like they don't even talk to them, but they know they do, and you know they do. You can discern that they do. They're going back to them, talking to them about you and about what you said, what, what you're doing with your life. Being a tailbearer. Being a gossiper, being a busybody, telling all your business. That's why the Bible talks about not sharing everything that's on your heart. The word says a fool shares everything on his heart. A fool, why? Because when you're talking a lot, they're using those words that you're saying against you. They're plotting and scheming while you're talking. Trust me. They're thinking about ways to come against you. They're thinking about ways to attack you. Everybody that says they're your friend is not your friend. Everybody that you call your friend is not your friend. And some of these people are associates and you still call them your friend. And you know that y'all don't kick it like that. Y'all may get along, but that don't mean that's your friend. In order to be called a friend, you got to be willing to, for that person to go into the holy holies of your life. That means go into the intimate places in your life. Everybody should not have access to that place. And if you have not developed a relationship with God, you have not become a friend of God, why do you think you deserve a friend? Because when you become God's friend, he entrusts you to be a friend to somebody else. You cannot be a true godly friend until you become God nature, until you allow God's nature to be formed within you. Until you allow the fruit of the spirit to be developed in you. If you have not matured in the fruits of the spirit in certain areas, as it relates to self-control with your mouth, with your tongue, you cannot be a true friend. You are not trustworthy to be a true friend because you lack self-control with your mouth. If you are envious and jealous, you need to start studying words about envy and jealousy to break that yoke off of your life. Break that yoke out of your heart so that God can take the word and follow your heart. Pick up the follow ground in my heart. When Jesus talked about the ground, the different types of ground, 
in the different soils, he was talking to the heart. Some of you have stony hearts. It's hardened. And God cannot penetrate your heart. The word cannot penetrate your heart. You need to spend time in God's presence so he can break up the fallow ground in your heart and crucify your flesh. We all have to do it. We all have to ask God, God, crucify my flesh. Crucify my flesh. Let my flesh be denied, O oh God. Nevertheless, let, let it not be me that live, but Christ liveth within me on the inside. Sometimes you may not be able to put your finger upon it, but something is not right about this person. Every time you come into their presence, you just don't feel right. You don't feel like connecting to them, and y'all just don't click. And it just you just feel strange in their presence. And sometimes you want to call them, but you can't. There's resistance in you. That's the Holy Spirit warning you. He's trying to tell you something. He's trying to reveal something to you. Don't rush into friendships. Uh-uh. Don't rush into friendships. Don't rush into a relationship with a man and don't run into friendships with women. That's how so many women get disappointed. I have told several women, oh, this person ain't right for you. And people have told me the same thing about certain people. And they were right on, a lot of times they were right on, right, spot on. I mean, and, you know, God, you know, he can send people to us to tell us the truth, but it's up to us to obey and listen so that we can save time in the long run. So you just don't feel right. You feel an unction in your spirit that, mm, mm, stop, don't proceed. <laughs> you see a yellow light, yield sign, don't, don't go any further. They they have flabby talk. Oh, I can remember one time this person I was talking to and um they just kept praising me. And there's nothing wrong with praising people, giving them their props. But this was flattery. I felt like this person was very insincere and I knew it God was Kept saying flattery, 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 flattery. This person just kept going on and on and on about how great I was. I mean, they would spend like 15 minutes on the phone with me just talking about how great I was before they would even talk to me about what they wanted to call me about, what they called me for. That was flattery, and it was very unnecessary. And it was every time I would talk to them. And it would go from flattery to maybe telling me what they wanted. And then it would go right back to more flattery. And it would drain me. I was tired of hearing that because it was not sincere. It was not sincere at all. God does not want us to be deceived by the flattery words of other people. Flattery 
It's deceptive. It is not. It could be the truth. But it's excessive and insensitive praise given especially to further one's own interest. So they're mobile behind what they're seeing. Why are you calling me this and that? Why are you saying that I, you know, I'm great and I'm powerful and all this stuff? Just like the woman who, um, what is the name of this the girl who had the uh, sorcery? She was off into sorcery or something. And Apostle Paul, nothing, Banner Barabbas or whatever his name was, I think it was him. Or was it Paul and Silas? I, whoever it was, they were in town, in a town, and they came pat, walking by this girl. And they, this girl, she was like, these are the men of God. These are the men of God who came to preach Jesus or something like that. Now, what she was saying was true. But it was the spirit behind what she said was true. It wasn't that she was wrong. She was right. But Paul, Apostle Paul, he recognized there was a spirit speaking through her. And he rebuked that spirit. And I believe um, the scriptures go on to say that her masters and the men who were using her for money, um, using her gift and all that stuff, that demonic power that she had in her, they, they were using that to their advantage. And they got upset with Paul. But anyway, she was using flattery. That's demonic. It's very demonic. Because it's insincere. And God tells us to turn away from hypocrisy. Okay? It's applause. Applauding people. And they will do something like, okay, you've made some pancakes. You make some pancakes. And they will go on and on and say, oh, you're a chef. You did so well. Oh, my gosh. These are the best pancakes I've ever had. They're better than any chef. They're, they're so good. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. It tastes better than IHOP pancakes. I've never in my life had these. I will give you $500 for these. Now, it's, you know, people may, <laughs> may joke around and say certain stuff, but you can tell when someone is joking and they're saying, speaking well of you about something that you did and they're joking with it, exaggerating a bit, <laughs> but you can tell they're joking. And then you have other people who are using flattery to sabotage you to take from you to get you to do stuff for them and to take something from you just like men do and there are women who do the same oh girl you your business is rocking and they'll go on and on all day you like okay and <laughs> so be be careful of the flattery words of man now the bible um talks about flattery and 
it says, I'm going to pull up the scripture right quick before I move on to the next one. It says in Proverbs 26 and 24. Now I'm going to start at Proverbs 29 and 5. A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. That means a trap. They're setting a trap for you through their flattery. Proverbs 26, 24 through 28. Whoever hates disguises himself with his lips and harbors deceit in his heart. When he speaks graciously, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred be covered with deception, his wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it, and a stone will come back on him who starts it rolling. A lying tongue hates its victims, and a flattering mouth works ruins. Proverbs 28 and 23. Whoever rebukes a man will afterward find more favor than he who flatters with his tongue. Now, uh, Psalm 5 and 9. For there is no truth in their mouth. Their inmost self is destruction. Their throat is in an open grave. The flattery with their tongue. Oh my God. Romans 16 and 18. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but with their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. We got to stop being naive. We have to stop being naive. <laughs> Jude 1 and 16. These are grumblers, malcontents, following their own sinful desires. They are loudmouthed boasters, showing favoritism to gain advantage. Psalm 12 and 3. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that makes great boasts. Proverbs 27 and 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. So that <laughs> if your enemy is, is saying things, blowing kisses at you, they're not, they not real. You know they're not. Everyone utters lies to his neighbor with flattering lips and a double heart. That's Psalm 12 and 2. Okay, I'm going to leave it right there. But um, as far as the scripture reading about flattering, so be watchful for flattering tongues, people who say great swelling things about you. And I mean, they're going all the way in with it. And I see it a lot on social media under the, in the comment section. <laughs> Don't judge me. Okay. They will flatter you long enough until you have gained their trust and tell them what's on your heart. They want access to your heart. They want to be able to know your vulnerability, your weaknesses, so they can use it against you. They are liars. They are cheaters. 
They are schemers. They run game on you to their advantage. Watch out for such friends. Oh my God. Some people are going to hate that they mess with you as God's child, as God's chosen vessel. They're going to be put into confusion and derision because they put, they made it their, their, their life to attack you, to come, to come against you. But God, he's, he's going to have the upper hand and he is going to silence your enemies. He's going to make them your footstool. All of your foes that surround you, they should be stopped. They should be stopped in their tracks. Everyone scheming against you, everyone that's plotting against you, everyone that's speaking ill against you, lying to you and on you, they shall be stopped. Their works cannot go any further, says the Lord. My God, my God. These people, they are not my people. They are of their father, the devil, and their works they shall do. This is real, people. This is real. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, shall enter the, the kingdom of God, nor are they of his. They are not sheep. There are sheep and goat. There are sheep and wolves. There are wolves and sheep clothing, as the Bible puts it. And that is not only um, pastors. That is not only men. But that is that applies to women who come into your life disguising themselves as being friends. They're not your real friends. They're fake friends. They're frenemies. Oh my God. They must be stopped. They must be stopped. They will not proceed any longer. The witchcraft against you should not proceed any longer. The curses against you should not proceed any longer. I break every curse that's been pronounced over your life in my life. Every hindrance. It will wear the enemy's brought hindrance and delay and false accusations on the job and in the church and everywhere, any arena that the enemy is operating in, we bring it to nut in the name of Jesus. You should recognize your friends from your foes in Jesus' name. Father God, we thank you today, God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your anointing. We break the chains of the enemy. Every chain of darkness, let it be broken off our lives and let us recognize who our friends are in the name of Jesus. Break every yoke of bondage right now, Jesus. Break the powers of hell of darkness, oh God. Forgive us for not listening to you. Forgive us for overriding the Holy Spirit, but not heeding to your voice when it comes to people that are sent into our lives by the enemy, God. We didn't listen, but we allowed them to come in, oh God, unawares, oh God, of their tactics and their schemes. And those that we did know, 
we still were foolish in our decisions. So Lord, forgive us, oh God. Forgive us for any way we have wronged you, any way we have disobeyed you. Forgive us for our, for our, even our um, disobedience, oh God. Forgive us, oh God. Transform our minds, oh God. Keep us away from false fake friends. In the name of Jesus. Keep them away from us, oh God. We want friends that help us grow. We want friends that help us go to the next level. We want friends that take their walk with you seriously. Not friends who don't want anything to do with you. Because there are those in the church that don't want anything to do with God. They want to be religious. They want to speak, remain in status quo. They want to remain in the dark. They don't want to come into the fullness of the light. They don't want to come into the fullness of who Christ is. They don't want to suffer with him so they may reign with him. They don't want to go through anything. They don't want to change. They don't want to do what's required of them from God. They want to take it easy and die. And we resist those type of friends because we want to go up in God. We want to grow up so we can glow up in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your love. We thank you. We pray and we ask for forgiveness. For those friends, God, we ask that you show them the love of God and also show them that they need your mercy. Let them come to you asking for mercy and repent of their sins, even the sins they have sinned against us. God, we forgive them for they know not what they do. And those that do know, oh God, have mercy. Well, we're going to end it right there. I thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope that you grow in the love of God and that your relationships become fruitful, that you may be able to multiply in the groups of the spirit, in your growth, in every area, in every aspect of your life. What? Help us get to our destiny, our friends. And we do need good friends. Now, next time I'm on here, I'm going to be talking about to recognize a good friend what a good friend is what a good friend does and so thank you for tuning in i love you with the love of god have a blessed and amazing day